All right, time now for us to have a little chat with Richard Zessman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. There's lots to break down here, especially about that vaccination plan. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. Okay, let's talk about this. Their plan is to have us all vaccinated with at least one dose by July. Is that realistic? Yeah, that's quite something. And yeah. it came as a bit of a surprise. And the big reason why is it's mainly math. The province has now decided to spread out the first and second dose of the uh, vaccine uh, to 16 weeks, so 112 days. And that means that there will be um, more doses of Pfizer and Moderna available uh, to dole out for the first dose. And the goal is to have everyone vaccinated, according to Dr. Penny Ballum, who's running the province's vaccination team and the modeling that they have done by mid to late July. And that is a huge fast tracking of uh, what was originally forecast, which was, you know, middle to end of September. It is earlier than the federal goals, which was to get everyone fully vaccinated by the end of September. So people will not be fully vaccinated here in British Columbia by the end of September, but they will be vaccinated to the point where the province is comfortable. It provides the protection uh, to get to herd immunity and help us start returning to normal and get out of this pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's a a shift based on research. And the question is, will the province have uh, the support needed to do it? Are there enough clinics will there be enough people to distribute the vaccine well we just lost richard there i was so engrossed by what he was saying and we lost richard there we will get him back uh with us in just a moment uh he was talking about the vaccination clinics and that was actually going to be my next question is that we know the phone system and how that's going to work for seniors at least in the month of march but how is it going to work moving forward after that uh, for the rest of us, perhaps not the over 80s or the over 70s, but do we also have to phone in and where will we go? Okay, Richard, you're back. Question. Um, I'm back. So is it going to be a phone, like a phone appointment for everybody? Like even after the seniors are done, uh, people like you and me of our age, will we also have to make this appointment by phone? We will not. And those details are going to come out later on this month. So as you mentioned, uh, for those 80 plus, we found out the details yesterday that you have to uh, phone in and they will tell you when your appointment is and where you have to go. There'll be certain windows that are open to get that information. Then you go the next week. Uh, for you and I and everyone else who is 79 years of age and younger, uh, it is going to be either an online or over the phone uh, booking process where you must first register. And then once you register, uh, there will be a process by which uh, you will select an appointment. And we don't know all the specific details on that yet, but there will be an online component, uh, potentially an app component. The government is still working on all that. There are concerns about what happened uh, in Alberta and other jurisdictions where we've seen the mass vaccination clinics overwhelmed. We've seen long waits. We've seen uh, websites crashing. We've seen people stuck on hold on the phone for hours and hours and hours. You know, British Columbia is trying to spread things out enough so that does not happen. Premier Horgan has acknowledged that it's likely inevitable, uh, but we will get those details uh, over the next few weeks. Right. 
uh, as we move into that phase starting in April. Well, I'm very glad to hear that they're not going to make seniors navigate that system, right? You can expect that younger people should be able to do it, but I didn't think it was fair to ask people over the age of 70 to do that. Yeah, so we are hearing some concerns from those in their 70s about the online system, but there will be a phone line that comes with it. The issue is how overwhelmed will it be? And the important reminder is this is not a first-come, first-serve system, that the province is trying to gap things out almost by week based on uh, year of birth. And so that will, in essence... If people follow along with the guidance and only call in when it is their turn to make an appointment or only log in when it is their turn to make an appointment, it will not overwhelm the system. So we'll be reminding people a lot about that, that, you know, you're not going to be able to jump the line. And the other question is, how is the province going to distribute the AstraZeneca vaccine? Because we know that that's going to be targeted towards non-health essential workers, so police officers, truck drivers, uh, teachers, those who must work out in the community and can't work from home, is that going to be a separate system? Because, again, that could pr- uh, produce additional pressure on uh, the call centers as well. So we're going to get more details on that, especially for those in their 70s. It's a big group, and some are very tech-savvy and some are not, but the province is acutely aware of those challenges. Right, and I'm glad to hear uh, that that's the way that they are going to do this because people are certainly capable of following the rules. That's the way the CERB was, right? The CERB was, depending on what month your birthday was in, those were the days that you could apply for the CERB and you couldn't apply on the other days. So hopefully people will listen to that. Um, And I guess that's why they're not giving out all the details right away, right? Because they don't want to overwhelm the system with people whose turn it is not yet your turn Uh, phoning and asking questions. Yeah, they didn't even provide the phone number in the briefing yesterday. And then some health authorities have now released the number by health authority to call. And that's, again, if you're 80 plus, you call in starting next week. And right now the phone line just runs a message uh, giving out public information. It's not open or available yet. And that is one of the concerns is that people will go online and want to get information desperately about when they will receive their vaccine and they will call in and they'll overwhelm the system. So, yes, that's one of the reasons right. why uh, the province is is doing it this way and providing limited info. And then we'll open up these windows over time. OK, and let's talk about the pushing of the gap between the first and the second dose here. Um, now, that's something that I know research in the last couple of weeks has shown that you can do. But is BC's like the first right to actually say we are officially going to do this yeah the first in canada and and one of the first around the world and i think the first to extend it this far out so 112 days between doses and it can be a shock to the system to see something that is such a marked departure from what we have seen and we know the guidance from the companies pfizer and moderna is to keep that gap between first and second dose to 21 days we're going to see the united states keep that dose because they have exponentially more supply than we do. Uh, They are supplying domestically, they are uh, creating domestically and then distributing domestically, uh, and they are far ahead of us because of that. We are relying, as Premier Horgan mentions a number of times, from uh, distribution from Europe to come into Canada to then be distributed across the country. And due to that, uh, and most importantly due to the science, the BC is making decisions that based on what they have seen in terms of research and the effectiveness of the first dose in order to get to herd immunity, in order to protect as many people in the population, the most 
prudent way to do it is to create this gap. We are no doubt going to hear a lot over the next few days around the science of that. And Dr. Henry will likely, when she briefs at three o'clock this afternoon with Adrian Dix, be asked to defend the decision again, because we know that there are other experts that are questioning whether the gap should be that wide. But in a Using a type of vaccine that we've never seen before in a pandemic that we've never seen before, a lot of this is going to be experimental and new. Right. Uh, and that is going to be up for, uh, very much up for debate. And we should mention that uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix is on with our Mike Smith this morning. Uh, so that's something to hear. Like, you want to obviously listen to that. Uh, let's talk about the legislature being back, too, because in the middle of all this, now we're back to question and answers. And, and, and how are the BC Liberals doing with this? Yeah, so we saw Shirley Bond yesterday. It's going to be a real challenge again to get attention. And they were hitting on the vaccine plan yesterday. But again, it's a little bit like, are, are we there about information? Are we there to try to score political points on a vaccination plan? And the Liberals were really strong in the legislature uh, in November, right after the election. They had a few good weeks uh, they hit on good topics, uh, and now they need to try to build on that momentum. While there's a lot of talk going around about who the next leader is going to be, and that leadership race uh, at this point has failed to take off in terms of, you know, any buzz or excitement about it. So, you know, the focus in yesterday was uh, pandemic from the BC Liberals. Uh, we'll have to see if they start hitting on those issues uh, and finding those holes where government is struggling rather than you know, attack, you know, what public health and, and Dr. Bonnie Henry is doing. All right. Well, Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks. And we have a great day.